Welcome to this podcast hosted by members of Young Critics. Young Critics is a program set up by Youth Theatre Ireland in which 20 youth theatre members from around the country, aged 16 to 20, learn an awareness and appreciation of the aesthetic of theatre and how to describe, analyse and judge it. The Young Critics members recently watched two productions done by Outside the March Theatre Company, which were part of a four-piece anthology called The Stream You Step In. In this podcast, four Young Critics members examine one of these pieces, called The River of Forgetfulness. Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast hosted by us Young Critics members. I am Aon Collins. I am part of Pod Youth Theatre in Cavan. My name's Chloe Anderson and I'm a part of Dream Stuff Youth Theatre in County Kilkenny. My name is Alicia Archer and I am part of Making Waves Youth Theatre in Greystones. Uh, hi, I'm Holly Thompson and I'm from Drihid Youth Theatre. Okay, so as you probably saw, the name of this podcast is River of WTF. <laughs> And this we don't will... know what's happening. <laughs> exactly. So this is our open discussion about the piece, The River of Forgetfulness, where we talk about it generally and also try to dissect what we think it's about and the general themes of the piece. It was written by Karen Hines, directed by Griffin McInnes, composed by Brent Lee, and the whole thing was produced by Outside the March, a theatre company based in Toronto. So we have three friends, right? We have Sammy Cranston, Caitlin Doyle, and Alison Adams, all playing themselves. And they were all supposed to be working on their own individual pieces. However, COVID hit and they weren't allowed to work on them. However, they actually all live beside each other. So they decided to get together and perform a piece called The River of Forgetfulness. And another one of their friends, Caleb, was supposed to be involved as well. However, very quickly into the piece, we find out that they got a very strange email from Caleb. And as the piece progresses, we start to realize how strange everything is and how one of the pieces one of the friends wrote that they were meant to perform was coming to life (laughs) and that is the best way I can describe it without confusing everyone like there's way more to it you did an amazing (laughs) I think it's a difficult piece to perform I think the piece itself it's very hard to portray and you obviously have to understand it yourself to even hope that your audience will understand it. I personally didn't, especially the first time I watched it, but I think the the acting was very good. I think they did a good job of keeping composed in such like a mental, like they were very composed while all this kind of craziness was going on around them, which was nice to see. Going off that, I feel like the like the actors and actresses were very alert with this piece because of the online setting. A lot of them had to exit or enter 
rooms or breakout rooms at a very certain time. And I thought that was very interesting. And the online the online setting of it was very interesting too. Uh, while while Zoom was a curse, I think that it is a blessing to youth theatre and especially this play in particular. Um, I feel like it would have been very difficult to do outside of the online area. Like even one of my favourite moments in it was whenever one of the characters like talking at the camera, but you didn't know, but like she actually used like a digital green screen. And like you see the one coming up behind her and you're just wondering like, what the hell? But it was very <laughs> clever. I love that moment in particular. I think the performances are so impressively linked with how they worked in the online space. Like these, it's very easy to forget that they had to like, not direct it themselves, but like position the cameras themselves. And the piece has like, a, such a creative use of the cameras and where they are at any specific time and mm. the choreography that must have went into that as well as having to keep up such a, a very complex performance um I think was in my opinion the most impressive part of the piece yeah so that's what I thought about I think it was wonderful so you you had like multiple angles of what was going on so like unlike a stage piece where you kind of get one side of everyone you get like this whole like so you're, you feel like you're there with them because you can see this happening from multiple different angles and you can kind of choose where you're going to be which was nice but at times that added to the confusion for me because there was one thing going on in one screen and one thing in another and they could be completely separate and I didn't know where I should be looking. Yeah I completely agree I remember um, when I was watching it we had the opportunity to have it recorded so we could watch it a couple of times to even try and wrap our head around this like I while it was very impressive and that also adds on to how impressive the choreography and the performances was the fact that this was performed live over zoom and although that keeps you engaged it also like gets you completely lost for me I don't know what they were thinking I don't know what the writer's process <laughs> was but I think I think especially near the end you kind of for me like because it's it's they talk a lot about how how much they were so excited to perform and how like one of them was going to play like Joe in Little Women and like how how excited she was for that role and how it was like her dream role and that got taken away from her and like all of these are like students in college very excited these are very big moments for them that have been taken away and for me the play kind of expresses that craziness of just going crazy it's hard enough living in a pandemic where you can't do anything but now your dreams are being taken away from you you can't perform you've got your costume you've got everything everything is so ready and that gets taken away from you and you can't, it kind of makes you go crazy which is what I kind of took from it yeah Very. I think it is it's really like wish I remember we were talking to the people who produced the play and these were characters that they were actually going to play and there's like very specific lines that they took, which would, which were the lines that they were excited to perform in the pieces. And like, you can see that they're trying to get this across while also, like you said, the insanity of a pandemic and getting used to this whole new platform to try and do theater on when they presumably, they were seniors in college. So they would have spent four years learning to perform in a landscape that like just wasn't there for them. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought you can see that this 
clearly meant so much to them, like the characters they were playing, but also the story they were trying to tell over Zoom. Mm. I have something written in here, which is like very, it's like practically the same thing, but I'm almost like focusing more on like the technical aspect of it. Like, do you have to go through the insanity of being online? Like, I feel like all throughout the piece, there's this idea of like technical difficulty. And even from the very start, there's like this buzzing sound, whether that be like feedback. And then there's this constant mention of lag. And there's like this constant repetition of phrases, which I, it confused me so much when I was first watching it, but I almost felt like them glitching. And even though it realistically wasn't them glitching, I can imagine for someone new to an online environment, it genuinely feels just as creepy if, as if they're just repeating themselves. And there's also like phrases like sucking the internet out of our house, which almost represents the insane language we use when we're talking technically. Even I feel at the very end, there's that moment where they put on the hats which is almost them embracing the insanity because they kind of have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting into the judgment over here a bit, but this was my problem with the piece. I feel like we've all said multiple times upon the first watch, we didn't know what was happening. We've all been lucky enough to get to watch it multiple times. And see, my problem is if I didn't have to watch this piece, I probably never would have. It's not something that I would ever personally be interested in. And so the first time I watched it, something that I already wouldn't have been too interested in, I didn't understand it and I would have never revisited it if I had not had to have made a judgment on it, if we were not going to be doing this. Um, and like, I personally don't like that about a piece. I want to be able to make my own judgments before I talk to other people. But with this piece, it took me talking to other people and rewatching it to understand it. And that was my problem with it. I just, I never would have revisited it if I didn't have to, but you had to revisit it to understand it. And on that, I really feel like, um, especially people that went to see it live, a lot of them probably would have came out of the theatre and maybe would have been like, I didn't like that play at all because there was just too much to go on and comprehend. You couldn't enjoy it. You were just constantly thinking and trying to match up the dots the entire time. I think it's like so, it's so hard to compare it to anything. Like I would say mm. that it's not my particular genre, but that's because I can't place it. I can't compare it to anything. I've never seen anything like it. Like in part because the story is so convoluted and there's so many aspects to it. And because they were using a new, a new platform because we have to keep in mind this was made essentially a year ago when like Zoom, they constantly talk about the Zoom lag and bubbles. Caleb wasn't allowed in the bubbles of the three girls in the bubble. And so he has to constantly be outside. And this is like, obviously sounds more mundane to us now as well, but like it's so hard to compare it to anything else because I don't think I've seen anything like it. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I actually agree with because, like, that's what I love. I like watching stuff that's so unique. And, you know, I, I found myself constantly, like, rushing with thought and what it is. I guess 
the only main issue I'd have is like they're almost at times there wasn't room to breathe and really process it because it's such a dense piece and there are some rooms to breathe but I feel like sometimes you know there's too much rushing through your head and you find like you've kind of lost what happened the past two minutes Mm, while you're trying to come up with some sort of what is this about something new happens and then you've you've lost that and then suddenly you're lost and then I don't know if you guys felt this way you just switch off from it you're like I've I've been trying to comprehend it but new things just keep keep coming that have completely thrown me off and it's so difficult to put any sort of a storyline once you get about 15 minutes into it like onto the piece that it's like well I can't enjoy the end because I've no idea what happened in the middle fair enough yeah this was like my first original interpretation of everything that was going on so like obviously these girls they were meant to do their plays in real life and that's how they've explained it in the piece so you almost wonder in their universe obviously this is a play but in their universe is this the play or is this insanity actually going on and I guess that's such a fitting thing for the internet as a whole like even in simple things like trolling you see all the time it there's always this question oh is it genuine or are they just messing around definitely like I think that's such an interesting point especially since at the very start um Caitlin introduces herself and what they're doing like she is aware that she's on zoom she's aware that she's talking to someone and for the rest of the piece like they continue addressing the camera but also like obviously for the sake of a play they have to but it's like under what circumstances are they bringing the zoom camera around with them while like there's essentially an alien invasion in their house and that's why I think Aeon the point that you made just there about the distinction between what is real and what is like for the play in this universe is so interesting um and it's it's again one of those things that you would have to rewatch and dissect and try to find the meaning of do you think maybe it could have been quarantine insanity almost you know how everyone yes. kind of lost touch with reality for a little while because everything was just so screwed up almost in their head a lot of people lost their routines so they didn't know what to be doing so maybe it could have been a case of quarantine insanity yeah and like it it almost like fits in with like the full title the river of forgetfulness or get me out of this doom play (laughs) (laughs) so it, it like fully fits in there honestly and there's also this line like digital representation of his body uh, the context behind it um whenever Caleb was joining is like Caleb will be joining us shortly or at least the digital representation of his body now this is like my art side um showing um there's this painting <laughs> by uh Renee Magritte called the treachery of images and it is literally it's a painting of a pipe right and right under it, it has written in French, this is not a pipe. <laughs> now, technically, he's right. It's not a pipe. Like, try smoke out of it. Like, it's not. But it's a, it's a representation of it. And I feel like that's almost a nod to that painting. And, like, 
the reality of like us being being connected even as we do this podcast right now you know we would be doing it in person otherwise but of course covid prevents us yeah um, <laughs> that also makes sense of like this is not a pipe as if if you're gonna look at the play this is not a play it's not it's not on stage it's not how we usually would perceive what a play is um but it is but it, it, that's what we're told it is. So it is. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh my God. I never even thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> guys, here's a question. Do you guys think that Zoom plays would be considered theatre? Or do you think that it is another form of art? I think it's a new form of art. I think we're calling it theatre or plays because that's the only thing we can relate it to at the moment. And it's the only way we can do theatre at the moment. But I think, I think especially now that we're so used to it, it's been, it's been like what, like a year and a bit now. I think it will be kept used maybe in different ways, maybe not over Zoom, maybe there'll be new ways. But I do think it's, we're just calling it a play because that's what we perceive it to be. We're calling it theatre because that's where we've put theatre, but I think it'll become its own thing. Definitely, I, I agree. I agree to an extent there, but I think this will become like a new form of theatre and a new form of play. Like I think, as opposed to becoming its own thing, I think it will more be expanding like what it means to be a play. Because like, in reality, like, what is a play? Like, I know there was, this is sort of related, there was a lot of discourse over like the Golden Globes this year because they nominated Hamilton as a comedy or musical movie. And people were like, is this a movie or is this like, it was a stage production recorded. So I think the lines are now, and it's such an interesting point, like the lines now, like we are saying earlier, between the internet and reality, the lines now between what is play, what is theater, and what is like recorded, what is a movie, they're all becoming, it's no longer like black and white. Yeah, it's like it's like a weird spot in between theatre and film. Like it's more on the theatre side, but you're bringing in aspects of film that like wouldn't have been there before, which is interesting exactly. and fun to play with and it means you can do so much more. Would you ever watch this play again willingly or do you think, what, what were your views? Would you watch it again or would you not? I'll say... For me, I absolutely will because I feel like there's still a bunch of meaning to be taken from the piece. Like, even as I was like researching for this podcast, something I noticed was um, the river of forgetfulness actually comes from Greek mythology. And hmm. I don't even know how it like correlates, but that's something I really want to dive into and like see if I can connect many dots to it because there's a lot to I feel like there's so much to unpack there you know and yeah I I just really like unpacking art you, you know that's I I completely understand that and I enjoy unpacking art as well but for me this isn't a piece that I feel I have to unpack or I have to go back to just personally I didn't feel any connection towards it I didn't I wouldn't I personally I wouldn't go back to it because I don't feel I need to I feel I've taken in what I want from it which isn't a whole lot and um, 
I just don't think it's something that I would want to go back to. But I completely understand why people would. And I do agree that there's a lot to find there, but it's something I wouldn't won't want to find. I agree with Holly. Um, I think even to a certain extent, the amount that like we've even dissected it here, I think if I were to rewatch it in my own time, I would be so... I'd be so taken out of enjoying it by trying to figure out what it meant. Fair um, enough, yeah. Definitely. I do also think with Aeon, I might go and watch it again because there was an aspect of we discovered something new that we may not have thought of before. And that would be really interesting to see how many different plays are like that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's that's a good note to end the play on um or d- the podcast on rather. <laughs> I have I have like questions of what to play in my head now and I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, it's gonna give me up all night. Oh my what goodness. Is the play? Literally. Just uh, gonna say real quick, if there is a discussion part of where this podcast is, um I'd love to have like people discussing their own interpretations if they've seen the piece. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you so much for watching our podcast. Listening, um, watching. What is a next- podcast? <laughs> what is a podcast? <laughs> we are. Ve- this is very philosophical. <laughs> exactly. Thank you once again, and I hope you have a good day. If you would like to follow Outside the March, you can find their website at outsidethemarch.ca. This was a podcast done as part of Youth Theatre Ireland's Young Critics Programme. You can view Youth Theatre Ireland's website at youththeatre.ie and the Young Critics blog at nayd.youngcritics.com.